Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Very good. Uh, we're going to talk about the Federal Reserve. You remember what the Federal Reserve is, don't you? You know, and, and we don't like the Federal Reserve, and we would like to abolish the Federal Reserve. So, but I think you're on target with that, as I recall. <laughs> so, but we do want to talk about it because it, it, in many ways it, sh it should be more in the news right now. They're talking about prices and inflation and who's to blame. And there's a lot of blame going around, but they never say, well, it's the policy of the Federal Reserve where this all originates. But uh, that's never said. You know, the way I see what's going on right now is we have price inflation. We have prices soaring much faster than the uh, income is soaring for the average person. So they're coming up short and, and they're, they're very unhappy about this. But, uh, you know, the, the problems uh, working with the Federal Reserve and the deficit are very, very bipartisan. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, financing for COVID, financing for uh, the, the, the war, any war right now the, uh, in Ukraine, you know, it's very bipartisan. But then all of a sudden an election comes up and they say, well, it's all his fault. No, it's all his fault. So it becomes very uh, partisan. It's not bipartisan. Just last week, though, they increased all that spending, and it was a bipartisan, a bipartisan effort. And it, but they never want to make the connection. Uh, prices go up for various reasons. Right now, the Republicans are saying, well, it's, it's all, uh, you, you know, Biden's fault. He's, he's the one that, uh, you know, uh, has, has messed up the deal with Russia and the price of oil is going up, and that's where all the inflation comes. But then the Republicans can come back and show, well, you know, prices have been going up for a while, which is true. Uh, I think some of the immediate things we're dealing with right now started after that real big bust in 08, because a lot of things have happened since then. And uh, they, they, they now, though, are trying to figure out who it is, but they don't want to talk about the Fed because the Fed is sacred. They, they can't change it for a couple of reasons. They depend on it, and that's their livelihood, and it'd be very, very difficult to do it, and they don't want to admit it because they don't want to give up on the whole principle of uh, central banking and fiat money. So those are, those are the problems, but, uh, you know, I, I want to just very briefly go over what this Federal Reserve is supposed to do. They're supposed to provide stable, stable prices, and uh, full employment. Those are the two traditional things. But lately, they've added, added the one other things, and that is, uh, you know, regulate long-term interest rates to smooth out the economy. Well, I'd say they're, they're not uh, doing so well on any of those things because there's a, a lot of hectic things going on now. Uh, but they, they think that uh, uh, th that's what their goal is. But the real goal is, and a lot of people know this now, uh, even though it's not said on the business news, and that is the, the real purpose of all this activity is to take care of the banking system, uh, the military industrial complex, and also the stock market. Keep the stock market up no matter what. And that's where they're running into trouble. And that's, uh, that's the thing that's going to catch them. And they'll have to, there will come a time uh, when they'll have to settle down and change policy. They're not quite there yet because uh, there, there's going to be a lot of, they can agree on the spending, but they're not going to agree on what to do about it. There, there will be a small minority who will recognize, Chris, 
what they have to do is cut back on the size of government, cut back on the printing presses. And uh, so if you're looking for opportunities to place investments, uh, you know, based on chaos, uh, that's going to be around a while because uh, they're not going to solve the pr- problems. And even, even if the majority decide, finally, it's so bad, we have to do something. Believe me, they, what, they'll, what they do will not be, uh, you know, very beneficial. It'll be very confusing for a long time, and that's what we wish we could do more to prevent. But right now, it looks like we're embarked on a course which will lead us to that point. Chris. Right, Dr. Paul. And, uh, you know, we're covering a theme that we've covered many times before. It's so important, and it's proving us right with each passing day. It's that Americans, they fell into a trap of trading their freedom for so-called rule by experts, which is a terrible idea because it's an impossible idea. Uh, Human life, our natural world, is infinitely complex. To think that some people who call themselves experts can run the show here is, you know, we're seeing that it's impossible. We just went through uh, uh, the medical experts and they were wrong about lockdowns, about masks, about vaccines, they're just wrong across the board. And now we're seeing with the financial experts, they were telling us, you know, they're gonna print all these trillions of dollars, but inflation, don't worry about it, it's transitory. Yeah, right, and now we see Treasury Secretary Yellen come out and we see the headlines that she's now saying that Americans will likely see another year of very uncomfortably high inflation. So you see, these experts do not know what they're doing because that's not how the world works. It's not a top-down system. Now, why don't more people call out that the Fed is doing this? Why? It's because the only thing that people in power, crony corporations care about is that ability to print money. They want government to buy 70 trillion vaccines and make big pharma rich, they print the money. If they want to hand out stimulus checks to pacify the people, Uh, they print the money. They want to spend $13 billion and send it to Ukraine, they want to print the money. So they protect the Fed and make sure you do not criticize the Fed, they'll point at everything else. And it's wrong. It's morally wrong, it's unconstitutional, it's destroying not only our economy, but the entire world economy. We have to move back to sound money, free markets, ditch this idea of rule by experts because it's doing nothing but harm. You know, the... uh process that's going on on now is, you know, placing blame and saying, you know, uh, Biden is responsible for so much trouble that we're having. But to say all of a sudden that uh, Biden caused the problem of inflation, he contributed to it mainly because he was a senator voting for all this spending. So, and he's involved now in making things more complicated in, in the oil industry. That doesn't cause the inflation, but it does do damage uh, to the pricing mechanism and causes price prices go up. But when he was uh, pinned down the other day, they say, well, you know, uh, what, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And he said, well, the, the only thing you can do is uh, have the businessman cut costs. It's up to the businessman to cut costs. <laughs> but who pushed the prices up? And what would happen if you put price controls, uh, you know, on the businessman? It would just compound things and, and make uh, things so, so much worse. But that's how simplistic they are in thinking. Just, just about, you know, cut costs and the inflation is going to go away. Uh, which is a bunch of nonsense. You know, in all this discussion 
Uh, it's very rare when anybody brings up the subject of the Federal Reserve in relationship to these problems. You, because you, and we've done this for years, is we bring it up no matter what the subject is. If you're talking about deficits or the war or the welfare state and all these things, it all depends on fiat money. And, uh, mm -hmm. and yet it's essentially never mentioned that if we were going to get some people who were serious about solving this problem, because the problem is going to get a lot worse because they're not going to solve the problem, that they would have to deal with the, uh, with the monetary system. But uh, so, so far, that's not a serious uh, consideration, and they're postponing it. Uh, and if you say, well, eventually it's going to hurt the dollar, and I say, well, no, there's, the world is still using the dollar as a haven. They're still buying dollars, which is true to some degrees. just proves how bad the other currencies are, but uh, they still are buying dollars. But the thing that they should be watching and talking about and why monetary policy is so important is that, uh, you know, the, the prices are the, the prices are uh, the prices in general are going up and the value of the dollar is going down. So all the complaints that are going on now, they said that the, the American people now are shifting their focus. You know, uh, they don't talk about COVID anymore, even though it was involved because we spent trillions of dollars on that. No, they're, they're, not, they're not doing this now. So they're, they're concentrating on this fact that you can print the money forever and not affect it, but they should be talking about, about this. And it has a, a lot to do with solving the problem if we don't, if we don't recognize this. Uh, then it won't uh, won't happen. It's just going to continue to get worse because uh, right now they still totally depend on it, uh, and uh, the financial markets, even though they so-called prodded the Fed to start to raise interest rates, which if if they do it, it won't it won't last long, and I'm not even sure it will. It's supposed to happen soon that they will deliberately raise interest rates, but the real rates really go up by the marketplace. The market will uh, dictate eventually. But, this, but the, the, the figure now that people should are very much aware of it, and they need to know why, and that is the dollar's buying less. It's the mm. dollar that's purchasing power is down. But they talk about supply and demand of products. Oil does it, and uh, buying things, and people are pushing up, uh, pushing up the price of goods. But uh, they forget one basic uh, economic uh, uh, rule. You, you have to be concerned about the value of the dollar, the currency itself, because there's two things. There's supply and demands of the goods and services, very, very important. They talk about that and they politicize it and play a play game, uh, a political uh, you know, game on this. But they should say, well, you know, may, maybe uh, something's happening to the dollar. Uh, if, if the dollar is going down in value, uh, you, you know, how, how did that happen? Of course, uh, that, that means they'd have to quit, quit printing the money. Uh, but that isn't really discussed, and, and that's why I think most people should and probably already realize it. You know, it's, this is not transitory, like Chris, like you pointed out. <laughs> this is not transitory. And uh, because I've watched markets for a long time, it doesn't make me all-knowing about this, but I have a good sense of what's happening in the 70s were fascinating and interesting and that's when i was really uh, you know paying a lot of attention and uh it was rougher you know for a whole whole decade but i think the bubble we had back then and the inflation and stagflation and the, the weak economy all all of those things i think that uh what we're going through right now 
is going to last longer and it's going to be more serious. But uh, most people are still thinking in the terms of, well, they missed their predictions on transitory. Maybe transitory has to stretch it out a little bit. Now, I'm, I'm afraid they're going to have to discover down the road that it's going to last a lot longer and be a lot worse unless we wake up and decide that we're going to try to do the right thing. Chris. Yeah, I hope that happens someday, Dr. Paul. You <laughs> talked about supply and demand, and it seems that politicians, they just want to ignore its existence. They just want to demagogue the people. Uh, not too long ago, during COVID, they were passing trillions and trillions in so-called stimulus uh, that the Fed had to create out of thin air, and now that stimulus has, uh, you know, drove, it drove up prices, supply and demand, and now that the prices are up because of all this funny money created out of thin air, are politicians admitting that they were wrong, we shouldn't have done that, we shouldn't have done lockdowns, we shouldn't have done all this stimulus, no. What are they doing? You have these leftist senators out there. They're blaming their oil companies. They're making record profits. We have to have a windfall tax, they say. And, you know, we're not here to defend crony corporations, especially in the oil business. They're tied to the government. Government and corporations should be separate. They're much too close together. But to think that some kind of windfall tax will help anything is, again, naive. Taxes destroy wealth. They do not create wealth. If we have a problem with high oil prices, what you need is more supply. That's what is necessary. And in order to have more supply, you need expanding production. Profits are used to expand production. Now, if profits are stolen by politicians and then wasted away, you know, you're not going to expand production. It, it discourages uh, the expansion of production, which will keep oil prices high. So politicians, they just move from one bad idea to another, but they know how to play on envy, on let's get the rich guy. They know how to play the, the people. Even though they're terrible ideas, they know how to play people. And they'll just move on to the next thing and play them again. What needs to happen in free markets is the government has nothing to do with our economic lives. They have to stay out of the economy. They only make things worse. And every move they make only makes it that much worse. So uh, that's the solution. Again, Dr. Paul, like you said, maybe someday we'll be able to see that happen. Let's hope so. We'll keep plugging away because something <laughs> will have to be done, and we know it's an ideological struggle, and uh, we still get to express ourselves, even though under limited conditions these days, I still think the truth is going to win out in the end. I think we're winning that fight uh, to a large degree, you know, with COVID. There's a lot of bad things still happening as a result of the overreaction to COVID. But uh, still, uh, it's a lot different this year than it was last year and less masks, even though there's the government where any anytime the federal government has much to say about it, they're still pushing all that mask stuff but i want to just re refresh uh, uh my memory and other people memory that know a little bit about this in the 60s i got introduced to austrian economics and sound monetary system and why you had to follow the advice of the founders and say that uh, only gold and silver could be legal tender and there's a lot of reasons so in the 60s uh, I was reading these things, and they said it won't work, just like we're saying what's happening today, it won't work. And they were predicting it won't work, won't work. And, uh, of course, Roosevelt, uh, uh, was, it's, the mess started with the establishment of the Federal Reserve, 
But of course, Roosevelt made it worse when he confiscated the gold at $20 an ounce and then uh, uh, re revalued at $35 an ounce. But that's, that was just hacking away at, picking away at the standard. But the big day and the big prediction was that eventually there would be the last linkage of the currency to gold uh, would uh, have to uh, be uh, given up on because uh, we printed too much money and there's not enough gold there anymore. So something would end. And of course, the big day in, in my understanding and uh, motivated me to want to speak out was on August 15, 1971 because uh, that's when they closed the gold, went and gave up. No way we're going to worry about this idiotic thing called gold and limitation of, of printing money. Besides, we have welfare and warfare to take care of. So that was, um, that, that was done, done at that time. But uh, two things that really occurred there that I think are important philosophically that has to be dealt with. The one thing that happened at, uh, in uh, 1971, it eliminated any chance to have a definition of what you call the unit of account. What, what is the unit of account? And really, the world's been using the dollar as a unit of account, but it has no, no definition to it. It became totally all, all, uh, arbitrary. It became fiat, and uh, it's amazing it's lasted as long as it has, but uh, that, was, that was decided in 1971, and it's also the reason we've had so many ups and downs, and also the reason that we haven't even recovered from the very bad recession of 2008, and we're already into a mess. Oh, no, but that was COVID. No, no, that was the war in Ukraine and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Not realizing none of that can happen without a Federal Reserve printing money and diluting the value and stealing the wealth from the people because it, it is a tax and the people have to pay for it. Inflation, inflation is a tax. People would do better if they thought of that tax when prices go up. They say, oh, there's that tax. No, that's just inflation. It's a tax because the dilution of the value of the money and uh, them giving up on, uh, you know, a way, they're, they're conceding as a weakening of the dollar. You know, but the other thing that happened in 1971 that's important that uh, is, might be even more important than all these other things. And that is that Nixon blurted out in the midst of all this activity, he says, uh, because he at one time paid lip service as so many presidents and economists up until that time, they gave lip service. Even Roosevelt gave lip service to maintaining the gold standard and limiting you know, budgets and all that stuff. Though so, uh, Nixon, when this was going on in 71, uh, he says, he sort of took a sign. He says, up, oh, looks like we're all Keynesians now. So he was putting the intellectual power of all the professors in the universities that says that you're a Keynesian. Everything is arbitrary. There's no definitions, no value, no unit, precise unit of account. And that is when it dawned on me, this is going to lead to a mess because you're trying to run the world without a definition. And uh, I think in, in a moral way, that's what's happened, too. We don't have standard of values in morality, but we don't have standard of values in economics and, and precisely in the monetary issue. But that, that, has, that, that will have to be addressed, too, as well as the, uh, the efforts to try to change the atmosphere and the regulations. All. But just getting a new Federal Reserve Board chairman is not, not the solution. They have to deal with some of these fundamentals. Chris. Very good, Dr. Paul. I will finish up. You know, the cover story for 
the inflation is, uh, you know, it's, it's worth the sacrifice. That's what they're telling us. And, you know, it's, we just went through this with COVID. Oh, the lockdowns, the mass, it's, it's worth it. It'll be worth it. You'll see. It's worth the sacrifice. We're being told what to sacrifice and that it's worth it. You know, a sacrifice is only worth it to a person if they do it themselves voluntarily. It's the same thing with charity. Charity is only charity if you, you know, willingly and voluntarily give. When government steals from one and gives to another, that's not charity. That's theft and redistribution. But they'll, you know, they'll make it sound like they're, they're very virtuous in what they're doing. Uh, so it's the same thing with inflation. They're trying to paper it over. Oh, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it for something that's happening uh, across the world somewhere. And don't even question uh, this, you, because if you question it, they're going to have to censor you. This is how it's going to be. We're, you know, they're almost training people. Like, you're going to take your instructions. This is what it means. And if you think otherwise, we're just going to censor you. And this is a very bad path to go down. And we're learning, unfortunately, that the censorship was not just a COVID thing. They're now doing the same thing with the Ukraine war. We people here 6,000 miles away are not allowed to come up with your own opinion, your own thoughts on what it could possibly mean that's going over there. No, they're saying it means this and don't even say anything otherwise or, you know, that's it. We're, we're going to cancel you out. This is not how a free society works. It should be obvious to everyone. This is top-down authoritarianism that they're trying to, you know, uh, condition everybody that this is how it is now. You, this is, they're going to tell you this is what's happening, this is what it means, this is what you're going to have to sacrifice, and anybody that disagrees, censor them. We have to break out of this before they really train everybody and, and nobody knows any different. You know, we need healthy individualism again. What we try to talk about here, Dr. Paul has been talking about, uh, you know, until he's blue in the face, voluntary interactions with one another. No aggression towards one another. Do what you want as long as you're not hurting another person and another person's property. We've strayed a long way from that and are heading it down a very bad path. We need those liberty ideas again to get us off of this path. Uh, very, very good, Chris. And that summarizes it so well, and I think you're making uh, a very strong argument for uh, the morality that is based on this, on what you can do or, or you're not allowed to do, and, and it's the use of violence and aggression that makes makes a big difference. And that's really not that complicated. Most people would pay lip service. But, you know, Bastiat in the law makes this point so clearly. Uh, it's, it's such a neat little book to read because he brings that all together, and he just simply says... Uh, what this means is that if, uh, if you as an individual can't do certain things, the government shouldn't be able to do anything. If you can't go to your neighbor because you need something or want something or feel entitled to something, you can't go and take it. Fortunately, that's still, uh, even though it's getting weaker after this past year or two, it looks like it doesn't, it's, it's not honored as much as it used to. But basically, most people in this country probably still believe, you know, if you need something or want something, that doesn't mean you have a right to go into somebody's house and take it. But then there's this giant leap over the fact, but if I can get my, my politician, my congressman to do it for me, then it's moral and it's okay and it'll be all right. So that's why uh, governments uh, grow. And that, but they had to change the whole concept of the Constitution to do this because the Constitution was written 
uh, that you can't do anything, uh, especially the administration, all of it, especially the executive, they can't do anything unless it was uh, authorized to do it precisely. But they've turned it on its head and say, well, if the government didn't write a prohibition against stealing, the government can still steal and counterfeit the money. So they've, they've turned the whole thing upside down, and that's why we've gone into these huge deficits. And one of the, uh, I'm, I'm going to quote a couple numbers here to just show how, how this has uh, got us into a bit of a trouble. Because uh, 08 was a period of time, you know, when we had a horrendous uh, 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 recession due to the housing bubble bursting. But in, in 08, the, uh, the, debt, the debt was uh, $10 trillion. By this year, it became $30 trillion. It went up three times. That's, that's a lot. But, they, but they, it was just printed money. And to show that it was related to the printing of money is that M2 in 2008 was $7 trillion. Today, it's $21 trillion. And ironically, or, you know, what you might expect, I didn't think it would come out. That's approximately three times, too. So uh, this, is, this is the result. They run up debt. And it turns out that you run up the money supply, the value of the money has to go down. Supply and some demand of money is equally as important as the supply and demand of the product you're buying. And when you don't have a unit of account, then the supply and demand of the unit of account, the currency people use, you know, is, uh, is, is worthless. You can't do it. You're, you're trying to operate and you don't have a measuring rod. Uh, but they don't deal with that. That's a restraint on government. And, of course, we believe that uh, the restraint on government is our goal. We want to restrain the government. We want to enhance the authority and the privileges and, and the uh, freedoms of individuals because that's where the creativity is. The creativity doesn't come from a bunch of bureaucrats. And it doesn't come by this bipartisanship of voting for all the spending and then getting together and all of a sudden, oh, it's a partisan issue and we'll have to blame Republicans or blame the Democrats for running up the deficit because there's an election coming. Now, that won't work, but uh, that, that should be addressed. But it, it, you, you can narrow it down. And in this case, I say narrow it down to thinking about what is the unit of account and how can you define it? And uh, I tried to get that point across when I asked Bernanke. I said, what uh, is, is gold money? And of course, he said, no, it's not money. So he couldn't explain to me why the, all the central banks still hold gold. But it's not the unit of account. Oh, gold, gold's not circulating. We don't think in terms of gold. We still think in terms of this fiat currency, the dollar. But people ask me so often, when will you see that the dollar is going to crash and have problems? Well, it's in the midst of that. It's been that way for a long time. It's just more rapid now than it had been before. But it's getting, and I think it's going to get a lot worse. That means... The purchasing power is going to go down, and the uh, income, uh, the wages, and the amount of money, it will never keep up with the depreciation of money. And that's why we'll have a lot of social, uh, you know, problems. And there's a lot, there will be a lot of, lot of fighting going on, and, and uh, there'll be a class warfare going on because there will be some people who are going to do quite well. And the main reason in the meantime, with all this printing of money, is for the special interest. The military-industrial complex, the medical-industrial complex, 
the educational industrial complex, all these people are benefiting up front, and they're the ones who cling the most to all these rules that should be eliminated. But uh, I, I, I still think that uh, th there's always signs when people hear the truth, they respond favorably to it. That's why we have to recruit as many people as possible to grasp hold of what a true liberty society is like. And I believe progress can be made. I believe we're in that process and we're participating in that right now. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.